yeah, it was 2019 that I started my virtual assistant work. And so what's really encouraging to me is that whatever you're doing and as as long as you're in Christ and you're you're kind of following his call on your life to to be writing or whatever you're doing as your job or not even your job yet, he will make that he will have that come to pass if that's truly where you're supposed to be. And so I You are listening to Naked and Exposed, the podcast, season three, where we discover the power behind our voice, own our stories, and make it look good. I'm your host, Janae. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. And I get it because every time I drop a bonus episode this season, y'all are probably like, girl, you are giving us content. And I am because I think it's really important in this season that we just hear from different believers or different believers. Yeah, different believers, people in the faith that are seeking the heart of God and are showing up with God in their own regard. So today we have the honor to sit down with Shelby Leinbach and I got it right. Come on, girl. Um, (laughs) Come on, come on. And just speak with her and have a casual conversation about how she is showing up with God through her writing and in a part, her voice, because writing is an extension of her voice. So Shelby, Say hey to the people and let us know about, like, tell us who you are. Come on, come on. Well, hi, everyone. I'm really, I'm so honored to be here today. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, Yeah, today I'm just, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to be talking with um, whether my followers are here and Janae's followers. We're kind of merging our two worlds together today. And so I have been, a lot of you, if you know me, I've been writing on my platform, My True Worth, for uh, I think it's four years now. (laughs) I can't believe it's been four years um, and counting. And um, I've been writing on my platform to, it started as a way to, like you said, to communicate with God, for me to kind of connect with God in that way. And then I said, what if I use my platform to share it? What if people like are somehow impacted by this. And the Holy Spirit was really clear in telling me one day and prompting me to write for other people and to write on my blog. Um, And so it kind of started as a blog, but then it kind of merged into my Instagram page. And there was a lot of traction there. A lot of people started coming and saying, I really resonate with this. What you're writing personally has helped me so much. And so that's that was kind of the spark in me that kind of ignited like this is my purpose this is what i'm here to do i'm here to use my testimony of how far i've come and my writing ability and how i just connect with words and and just the way that it flows out of me and then it impacts somebody that's that's my purpose that's exactly how i found my true worth in in christ and i'm sharing that with other people so that they do the same themselves. Come on, girl, because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so how powerful is it, one, to know that you started a thing four years ago and is still going. So that speaks to the consistency in which you have allowed yourself to continuously show up each and every day. And I get it. Like as somebody who too was like, all right, God, I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to give you my platforms. I'm going to give you my gifts and submit them to your kingdom for you to get the glory. 
it's not an easy decision because to some extent mm, you we are right. ex- we are opening some of the private moments the intimate moments with God and giving it to the world but how much more powerful is it for people to see someone who too is walking through a thing or mm. more so how much more powerful is it for people to see someone who has gotten like through a thing. So I just celebrate you, Shelby, like to know, like it's been four years and you're still going. I I would like to ask you like, wh- like what, and I, and I know, and I can assume like what motivates you as Christ, but what has encouraged you the most to really keep moving forward with your writing gift? Well, I, I definitely think that it's, it's important to note that I literally kind of created a job from, you know, working as a writer, growing as a writer, um, writing on different platforms and kind of using my talents in that way. And it, it literally helped me become a virtual assistant, which I am today. And so the most encouraging thing is that I, you know, that was my dream was to be able to encourage people, but, you know, not do it striving each day but just just to kind of fit it in my day so nicely that I make it my job and and that was that was a prayer that was answered probably two or three years after I started my page um so it was probably yeah it was 2019 that I started my virtual assistant work and so what's really encouraging to me is that whatever you're doing and as as long as you're in Christ and you're you're kind of following his call on your life to to be writing or whatever you're doing as your job or not even your job yet he will make that he will have that come to pass if that's truly where you're supposed to be and so i just remember asking god like if if this is meant to be please make it happen like i'm sure we've all had a prayer like that before where we just want like what we're doing to take off and be what we're meant to be doing it. And so that is the most encouraging thing is that I can live and help people, but still have my hobby and my writing gift and loving, like my love for that is merged right in there with that. And that is, I, I pray that for everybody, but for sure, like for me, I never thought that that would happen, but it did. And God is so faithful for allowing that to happen. Girl, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm over here taking notes. Um, and by now my audience, you guys understand like y'all can't see us, but we can see each other. And so this is powerful. Like if you guys don't know, I ha- like me and Shelby are internet friends. Like we have not met in person, but we followed each other. And I would say connected because of the faith and just because of what God is doing in our individual lives. And so for her to be speaking with you guys and being a living example of what it looks like to be in purpose, what it looks like to surrender to the call of God on our lives. And and I've had that those moments too, Shelby, where it's like, God, if this isn't what you've called me to do, I only want what you want for me. And so my um, 
moment of aha was having to surrender the identity that I had built around as a designer, but in, in Christ and in his faithfulness, where it says God works all things together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose is this reality that even if we make decisions to follow a career or a path or in our brokenness in a moment before we have the revelation or deeper insight of Christ and, and where he has been in our pain and in our junk, like God can still get the glory out of it. God can still use it for our stories. And so I'm encouraged, like hearing you say, like you're, you you started with a decision and that was to write. That was to allow God Mm -hmm. to get the glory out of your writing gift. And in your decision to, to keep going for the last four years, God birthed the next thing, which was your virtual assistant's company in a sense. I mean, when God gives us a dream, I don't believe it's it's child's play or small. I, I believe like this thing can be global and this thing can be national because that is the mighty God that we serve. And we're called to be kingdom financiers like money is a resource and a tool. And when we aren't when we aren't allowing it to rule our lives, if God says, I'm going to give you this business, but it started with this decision of you submitting and surrendering and not getting any money for the first three to four years. And then four years hit because you remain consistent and you birthed a business. Now you're highly sought after. It's because God is like, okay, my daughter or my son, for those who are listening, can handle the little and even more as they are getting more, this is now the next step for them to learn how to stay in me when they get the next step. So this is phenomenal because it's cool to hear like, uh, like I'm not alone. Like I'm not crazy. Like, yeah, right. (laughs) Like like I'm not so good girl. Cause it is real out here in these streets. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Just with, um, do you remember like the first post you wrote, like that kind of just started this writing journey for you? Oh man. Um, I, I remember it was kind of a right off the bat type of thing. Like I, you know, just found a bunch of people. I was already kind of following a couple blogs that were kind of up and coming like me. And I just kind of went through and connected with people immediately but I think what really made it matter and made it like just hit it right off the bat right off the bat was I connected personally with people like immediately it wasn't just like well I'm gonna go follow a bunch of people and hope that you know the numbers stack up and it looks good but it was really it started with personal connections with me just kind of going and connecting with you know, other women, especially, but uh, other people who were kind of going through the same thing or had the same vision as me, like if they were also bloggers or writers. Um, but I found that just in making personal connections, one thing led to another. And, and soon, you know, people who I connected with daily, their friends came and their friends came. And I have people who have been following me since four years ago. And I still talk with them. And that has to be the most, like, that's the most rewarding thing. You create connections. And I think it just hit off, you know, really well from the beginning because of that. And that's so important, especially as someone who's using their platform to, you know, speak their testimony and 
Yeah, especially as a writer, I think it's a little hard to get yourself out there at first. And, you know, if you're in the creative world, you know that. <laughs> and so I think, yeah, making those personal connections is everything. That's that's really what helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm over here. Like, but I, I mute my mic so it doesn't have any interference. But like Shelby, you, you said, like, like we create those connections. And so your first step when you started this journey wasn't about growing your following or making your name be great. It was about connecting with those who share like similar stories or similar testimonies or have a story Mm -hmm. that they, that is different, but they're using that gift of writing. So have some level of a commonality. And I think I'm learning because I'm trying to stop saying, I think I'm learning that sometimes that is where we miss it. We miss the the moments of connection. And, and if we can go back to the heart of social media and use it for its intent, and it was connection, it was supposed to be an outlet so that we who live thousands and thousands of miles away can still feel like we are in relationship with a friend or maybe not an internet friend that lives thousands and thousands of miles away on the in the opposite direction. But it's with the authenticity and the transparency. And I and I really believe that it's the authenticity and transparency that sets us apart as believers in the kingdom versus the world. Because from the outside mm-hmm. looking in, like you started, you just took the gift that you were good at and you started to use it for the kingdom of God and with in seconds or moments in time, like God just began to like move in it for you with the personal connections because not there are people listening who are in the nine to five scene. And I just want to encourage you that it is okay. Like there's some of us need to be in the nine to five scene and some of us need to be in the scene that's going to create those nine to fives for other people or both at the same time. And so it's my prayer that as we're listening to Shelby that we see the power of God in her life and how you can take a gift like writing, submit it to the kingdom of God and allow authenticity and transparency to guide you in connecting with individuals mm-hmm. and not looking at it from a perspective of how does it benefit me? Because the truth is, and just a little slight, a little side, little business tip or just a branding tip we're not the heroes and we're not the main character. Like we're not the main character. Like we are the ones who are called to support and help point people back to Christ. God is the hero. God is the main character. And we are the vessels that are guiding them back to Christ by allowing our lights to be, or our lives to be the light and to shine. So I want you guys who are listening to really just be encouraged and use this as a reflection point to sit down with the Lord and write out your gifts, like write out what you're good at, write out what you would desire your career to look like with using your gifts, write the vision plane, but be okay with it not looking like what you intended for it to look like, but knowing that it's going to look like what God intends for it to look like. And for, for like Shelby, like you birth a business that you didn't even know in that moment could be a thing, but until you made that first decision to at least start four years ago. So Shelby girl, like this is, 
really encouraging. Like I definitely feel the peace of God on uh, this episode because it's writing to me is like very mm-hmm. near and dear. I, I write, I would say like poetry is the language that I speak in a sense. Like it is just a component of how I communicate and articulate the things that God is calling me to do. And so my journey with writing looks like journaling. Um, mm-hmm. And my poetry books were birthed from those hard moments in the secret place. And God being like, oh, now you have a book. I need you to publish it. It's like, wait a minute, God, this is supposed to be between me and you. And so I know that you have a poetry book. So how did that come about? Yeah, well, that's, oh my gosh, everything you say is so good. And I do think that like the way you speak is very poetic. And I think that that just comes naturally. It comes really like, oh yeah, it's such a natural thing. And I think that when I published my, I think I published From Sky to Sea, that was that was three years ago now. It was, my gosh, it seems so long ago, but it really wasn't, but it kind of was. Um, That was such a season of like finding my, just how I fit in the kingdom and really just, you know, becoming, it was like a blossoming like moment of my Christianity and my faith. And then I found that that season of just coming up out of a lot of different things, a lot of struggles, I was newly married. I was, you know, working my way through that. And of course there's so many things that you need to just surrender. And I definitely think that like in my personal pursuit of the Lord in that season came out as poetry. And it's so like, it's so strange because after that, it was just kind of like, okay. And then I, you know, did a little bit more casual writing and I do now it's a little bit more like, you know, kind of just what pours out of my heart is more like, okay, in this season, you should in this, in this. And so I think it's coming back. I think I'm going to start to hopefully do a little bit more like poetry. Cause I think I posted on my story recently saying, Hey, I had some poetry just come out. Should I, should I expound on that? And, you know, I got a lot of responses saying, yeah. And I think that's, I think a lot of people respond well to poetry. Um, but I think that was definitely a season where a lot of times when we go through deep struggles and deep things as we like navigate life and, but also navigating life with, with God, that comes out as something I think if, you know, if you're more of a writer, but if you're, if you're not, then I think you can still relate to the fact that it comes out so beautifully. Like you just have a deeper perspective and a deeper knowledge of like, yeah, what I'm going through is beautiful at the same time as hard. And that's exactly, that's exactly what that felt like. And it just came out as, as poetry, but I think, I think it's still in there. And I think that there's a new season um, rising for more poetry. So to get some people excited. (laughs) What a beautiful perspective to be able to look at hardship or to look at struggle, which it's a, it's a biblical principle, like to count it all joy during the trials and tribulations. Like it's this notion Mm -hmm. that we don't go through what we go through just to go through it. Like we go through what we go through because in it, God knows, and you know, we can say like, does God allow certain things or did he, does he not? Like at the end of the day, it happens for whatever it's worth to make us more like him. 
It's in the suffering right. that we are able to be made into the pure, purer versions of ourselves and more of a reflection of, of Christ on this earth. And so to be able to look at our hardship and our struggle and to recognize that I'm going through this because of the testimony that God will get the glory once I get through the other to the other side of it, or not even focusing on getting to the other side of it, but who am I becoming in the midst of this hardship? Because like my yeah. po- poetry book was called It Hurts to Heal. And it was, if I'm being very honest, like what really sparked that season of my life was the end of a relationship and it and it was almost like the relationship was the icing on the cake because God was already dealing with the idols of my heart like he's a jealous god like he doesn't he don't he don't have time to share the heart with nobody else especially when he's supposed to sit on the throne and so for me the relationship was like the last thing it was like all right girl like this is it like this is the last thing that's in the way between me and you And it was this moment of I could sit here, lay in the bed and allow depression to take depression to take me out. Or I can say, God, your word says that you are good, that you will never leave nor forsaken me. Your word says that struggle produces endurance, endurance produces character and character produces hope. So I have a decision because your word also says that I set before you today, life and death, blessings and curses. And we have the option to decide, will I choose to partner with life or will I choose to partner with death? And it was in that moment that I was like, I choose you, God, because I can't like I'm not doing so well, like just walking in my own strength. Like it's physically impossible to get anywhere relying on myself. Like I'm going to need you. Like if you're real, like you say you are, I'm going to need you to show me what's up. And it was in that discomfort that something beautiful was birthed and it's called It Hurts to Heal. But by the time everybody's listening to this, my second one will be out called But Healing Does Come. So it's like, thanks, girl. It's this notion like it hurts to heal. It sucks. It's a process. We're good today and tomorrow something else like comes up. But um the reality, but healing does come. Like God is good. God is faithful. Like God is a man of his word. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. All of this to say, like, I am excited for you to be back in a place where you are writing poetry again or inspired to write poetry again. And that there's a possible another book um, coming out on, (laughs) on your end, but not even the pressure to publish another book. But I think the beauty of it is, is, if you really wanted to publish another book, you could just turn your whole Instagram feed into a curated collection and call it a day. Um, this is so good. Like what do you feel like, and this is sometimes the question, like I have struggled with this because sometimes I am most passionate or connected with writing in more of the pain aspect than like the mm-hmm. beauty of life. Like, it's almost Mm -hmm. like unfair to bask in the beauty or the mundane of like, oh, nothing's hurting. Like, I'm perfectly okay right now, but I'm unmotivated to write from this place. Like, 
have you struggled with that or like, or have you been able to find your way through writing in the beauty of these no discomfort? And if so, like, how do you navigate through that? Oh my word. I am such a deep feeler. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I, well, yeah, I, I definitely struggle sometimes. Like if something's going really well and I don't really have any like certain emotion to tap into sometimes it's hard to sit down and really like you know ask god like okay what's it going to be today and sometimes i just have to take the pen and start writing and but i'm a really deep feeler so everything that i like experience whether it's a really good season or whether it's like a really low low season I'm writing, like I'm writing anyway. And like, I will literally just be driving. Like the other day I was driving and there was a, a gorgeous sunset. Like it was really stormy here. And there was like a, a gorgeous sunset. It wasn't anything like, you know, to make your jaw drop, but it just got me thinking. And I, you know, just kind of wrote something down. I'm going to be sharing that soon. I just kind of wrote something down that like, it just came to me and it was so good. I had to stop and was like, oh my gosh, like I need to write that down and I'll, I'll be doing it when I'm driving and I can't write, I'll just be driving. And so I think, you know, as you grow and you develop as a writer, you start to like, I always like, I write in my mind first. Like I'll think of some things and dwell on some things, especially if I'm reading the Bible, if I'm driving and seeing life pass me by and I, you know, experience something or I have a really good conversation with a friend or something, that's kind of when it comes out and when it kind of like, when I can write and sit and look at it and say, wow, I didn't really need to be feeling anything. It just was me dwelling on life or God's goodness. And I think, yeah, as you become a more of a, like a skilled writer and you, and you do it more, um, then the more you practice it, it's like a, Um, I heard like some kind of, I think it was a quote recently where it's like writing is like a muscle. You have to like use it and the more you use it, it will get stronger. And so that's, that's kind of been like a little mantra for me, like to just keep using it and writing and writing every day as much as I can, whether I feel it or not, whether I want to or not, because it's going to get better. And it's also the language that I use to to talk with God. That's a, that's a really big thing for me was when I started my account, I was really like struggling to connect with God. I was, you know, not really sure how I could. And so I just started like writing in a sense, like writing letters to God, like, okay, I'm in the season. It's really terrible. I need help. And so it kind of just birthed from that, like knowing that I can, communicate with God in the way that I was designed to, that I don't have to like, you know, be in church going crazy with my hands raised or something like uh, so many people connect with God in different ways. I'm not saying one is right or wrong, but for me, writing is the way that I can sit and, and just dwell with him in those moments. And yeah. Yes. I relate so much with writing in my connection with God, I feel most connected when I'm writing. And I can always tell when I'm not writing, I uh, just like full transparent moment with the COVID season happening. Somewhere mm-hmm. along the way, I started to rely on my own strength again. And mm-hmm. 
relying on how far I had come, not realizing or recognizing like, no girl, like you got to stay in Jesus, like you got to stay connected to Jesus and implementing the the strategies and tactics that he has taught you. And one of those ways has writing, like journaling. And so I'm, I'm just now honestly getting back to a place where I am like writing again. And I'm like, wow, God, like, how did I allow myself to go this far without writing? So I relate with you when you say like you feel like you're connecting with God when you're doing certain things, especially when you're reflecting on his goodness. Like there have been times where I was driving or I'll get, oh my God, I'm driving like, and you're giving me a poem <laughs> download. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Um <laughs> And then it's like, all right, God, like, just take the wheel. Okay. Like, I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. But seriously, like, <laughs> it it's to that point uh, where it's like, God is teaching me how to allow him to be present and me be aware of his presence, not, e- not in just the pain of the stuff that we encounter, but the beauty. Um, my question to you, my next question to you is, did you grow up in the church? Yes, I did. I grew up in my parents were saved when I was born. Um, so that was that was really exciting because, you know, my parents were church shopping for a while and then we kind of landed in the right place. And when I mean the right place, I mean there are some crazy denominations out there and my dad was Catholic growing up and you know, my mom was pretty much nothing. And so for them to just land right into Christianity and, and a that good like theologically sound Christianity, that is, it's so rare nowadays. I think it's hard, um, you know, and with, with all the denominations, we think, oh, well, this one's over another. But, you know, I think growing up in that scene was, that was such a blessing for me. And my parents were always very strong as a result of that. And so, yeah, the church has always been a part of my life. <laughs> I grew up in youth group and stuff. And but again, like as I tell everybody around 16, that was when I really had to make my my faith decision. Like, this is my own. You know, it's not just my parents taking me to church anymore. I need to decide for myself. This is what I need to pursue because I I was saved at eight. And so I needed to kind of take the reins in my own hands and just take it from there. And I got really heavily convicted from that. And so... I think a lot of people who grow up in the church, like, kind of encounter that same thing where they are saved really young. Like, I was baptized and saved at eight. And so then they get to their teens and they're like, you know, doing all these crazy things or they're finding that their sin nature is a lot stronger than, you know, they anticipated. (laughs) And that for me was, you know, the case. So I had to really just, I had to fall on my knees and say, okay, Lord. I need to pursue you myself. And so like growing up in the church was amazing in that sense. But I think when I made that personal decision for myself to fall on my knees and repent and say, okay, Lord, you have full control of my life and of my faith. I need you to, to take a hold of me. And so that's exactly what happened. And, and did you grow up in the church? I actually wanted to ask you the same thing. I did. Um, So my parents got divorced when I was nine. So my mom, my mom's mom, like mom, their side is the ones who have carried like the torch with 
Jesus and Christianity. Uh, my dad's side of the family is actually Jehovah Witness. And um, so church is all I've known. Honestly, I don't know life outside of the church and religion is all I've known. I don't know life outside. I did not know life outside of religion until college. College was kind of towards the end of high school. So 16, 17, going into college. And then it was my junior year of college where I was hospitalized for a panic attack. And I was just like, God, like, if you're real, like I know you are, like, if you're real, like the God that would encounter me when I was young or the God that when my uncle was brain dead and you, your Holy Spirit had them family members pray at the exact same time. And he came back to life for three days on father's day, just to say Mm -hmm. goodbye. Like, if you're this God that you, you know, you say you are where your word says that you don't give us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind, like I want to yeah. encounter you. So that's where that, uh, I'm giving you a year and here we are four years since I kind of submitted and surrendered to 22, 23, 24. Yeah. Three years, excuse me. Since I was like, all right, God, like, let's do it. Like, let's, let's see what this kingdom life is really about. And so I interned with Elevation Church uh, out in Charlotte, North Carolina with Pastor Stephen Furtick. And then God sent me back to uh, the Raleigh area where he has me planted under um, two African leaders, which is very interesting because my, a part of my calling is to debunk the stereotypes within the African diaspora. And so we always focus on the black and white of American, uh, history, like the black and white of blacks being slaves. Like we never, Mm -hmm. God has been really pushing me to dig deeper into how did we get here in the first place? Like there had, there was some inner selling. There were things that we within our own um, tribes and race did. And just as much as, you know, slavery is a bad thing. And just as much as that happened, healing is going to have to come from both sides of reconciliation. But if we don't start inner with ourselves, we cannot expect the majority or the whole to come together in a unified state. So I know you didn't ask all of that, but it's like, um, like God is just really challenging me in, in this area to help just debunk those stereotypes within like my own community. Like, why am I a mad black woman? Like, where did this, you know, ideology come from or, why do I have to vote Democrat? Cause I'm black. Like, where does this ideology come from? And so growing up in the church and meeting religion stopped me from asking these questions because if we're being you know, honest in this moment, and I've talked about this before, but America was built off of the back of a perverted doctrine. Like it, it, it was the gospel perverted. And if we don't um, address these things, we can't get to the truth. So all of that to say, yes, I grew up in the church. Yes, I met religion, but at some point God encountered me and now I know relationship. And it's so cool when mm-hmm. I connect with people who too grew up in the church 
because I, there's a lot of commonalities and sim, you know similarities. And then it's also cool when I meet individuals who did not grow up in the church because we just have two different perspectives. And there is a worldview that I feel like we as those who have grown up in the church will never know. Um, and like yeah. Ashlyn is one of the ones who did not grow up in the church. And she had her like mm-hmm. radical come to Jesus moment, like early in her uh yeah, early in her adult, I think like 18, 19 is when she had her come to Jesus moment. And Aww. so it's always like fascinating when you, you know, just learn people and have conversations like this. So again, thank you for asking yeah. me that question and even allowing me to go off on that tangent. I, at this point, I don't be knowing sometimes where God be be having me to go, but I believe in faith that whoever it will listen to this episode in, in this um at this particular time when it is released that the conversation that me and Shelby are having will one challenge you to have conversations with people that you don't know who don't look like you, but what connects her, me and her is our faith, like our faith and our gifts and our willingness to be children in the kingdom of Christ And so, uh, Shelby, I have one question for you, and it comes from the We Aren't Really Strangers game. I've been asking this with all of my guests to kind of just... I love that. I love it. Hopefully, by the time we get to the end of this season, they won't be calling me with, like, copyright infringement. So, disclaimer, I do not own this game. Uh, You can go and buy We're Not Really Strangers.com. Okay, so the question is, how would you describe your relationship with yourself in one word? Oh, man. (laughs) Asking the writer in just one word is so difficult. Oh, man. (sighs) Well, it's a little difficult because I think a lot of times when when we come to that conclusion, we want to go off of what... See, I've never really thought about that for myself because we go off of what other people have told us. And so that's all, that's like the first thing that just popped into my mind. And I think that, I think I need to like, maybe just say something for the sake of the podcast, but like go and think more on that because like how much of life is just deconstructing what other people have thought or, you know, of us. And so I don't want to make like a wrong assumption about myself, but no, I mean, I if that's to... your answer, girl, I, that can be your answer. I, <laughs> I, I don't, I want to honor whatever the Lord is doing and like the, what the whole, whatever the Holy Spirit is doing. And so for you to even be vulnerable in this moment and say, wow, mm-hmm. I need to really sit down with God and allow him to help me to see in this moment that description of myself outside of the lens and the perspective of other people. Girl, it don't, the answer don't get no better than that. <laughs> It don't get no better than that. But if you have something, by all means, I'm not going to stop you. But at the end of the day, girl, God is good. (laughs) He is. And I, I, I would have to say, like, if I just took the couple seconds to think there, I think it would be empathetic because I, with being such, like I had said before, with being such a deep feeler, I feel such deep empathy for people. And like, especially this year, like, with everything that happened, I felt 
so like I'm not saying that I'm taking on the personal responsibility of everything that had happened and I think that that can be like a tendency of mine like for people like me who are also very empathetic we tend to just take what's going on and and put it on ourselves and, and feel it and but then keep it in our feelings for too long and then it just it gets too messy and then we're like a mess so I would have to say just empathetic because I've always been like I I would just watch like a movie or I'd read a book and it'd be really emotional and I would take that and just like I've I'm just such a deep feeler that I would take it and like love it so much and love the way that it made me feel and so be being able to feel empathy for others and you know just and and then incorporate that into writing I think that that's 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 how God is using my gift it's not being used like I think when I was younger I was using it incorrectly like I was feeling too much and then letting it like letting things get to me and fester inside of me for too long but now that I'm you know older and I'm using it in a correct way and God kind of has a little bit more of a hold on that in my life I think that that's yeah I think that's the word I can't believe I came up with a word even, you know, it's like I came up with the word and then was like, okay, here's why. No, that is definitely (laughs) beautiful because empathy is definitely what we need in this season. Empathy is, Mm -hmm. I would say I do struggle with empathy because I am, I'm a feeler as well. However, I'm, God is dealing with me on my discernment. It's so easy for me to see what's wrong and what's not working that he's challenging me to see, well, what is right and what is working. And so I struggle with the grace aspect of empathy. So Mm, I can like totally relate. But then also like transparency moment, it's because I struggle with giving grace to myself. So typically Mm. where we struggle internally is also the area in which we project out onto other people. So though I am empathetic, the grace is kind of like like a work in progress. And it's like conversations like this or within community where the iron is sharpening the iron or friends are making Mm. me like check my heart with like certain confrontational things or just even with temperaments that are different. I'm so grateful for community because I am better because of community and because of conversations like the one we had today. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for entertaining my spontaneous idea of bringing you on this podcast and you saying yes. (laughs) You are so welcome, Janae. I'm like, I'm so happy about this. I'm happy that I get to like talk. I don't, I don't, I rarely talk. I rarely like, you know, get on my stories and talk. I'm, I'm getting better about that. I think that that's something I'm working on, especially like showing up for the people I have personal connections with on my platform, but I'm getting better at that. I'm going to start talking more and talking to person, but I think that this was so helpful and I hope that, you know, mine and your followers can can listen to this and be encouraged in a different way that they're hearing us instead of seeing our written words. 
And yeah, it's just so special. Girl, like you sound great. Like you have a beautiful voice. So I'm definitely excited for you to cultivate that voice and allow it to be heard more. Can you please let the people know where they can follow you and stay connected? Yep. Well, you know, if you're already a follower of mine, you know that I'm over at My True Worth. Um, And that's the same on, I believe, my Twitter and my Facebook. Um, But I'm primarily on my Instagram at My True Worth. And that's where you can find me. And your virtual assistance company. Yes. So if you are interested in either working with me or collaborating with me, anything virtual assistant related, if you need more information, if you're looking for a virtual assistant, I'm over at Shelby LVA. And that is my virtual assistant's page that I kind of like took everything from my, my true worth and put it into there. Um, and yeah, and my website also is my true worth and you can find all the information there, all things writing, all things virtual assistants. All things writing all things virtual assistance. So guys, we appreciate you listening with us today and we will catch up with you soon. Holla. I thank you guys for listening to today's episode and I'm hoping that you have a journal, that you've taken some notes, that you reflect and process through some of the things that we discussed today on how you can show up with God. I would love to stay connected with you. You can follow me at underscore Janae Carly on Instagram or just visit my website, JanaeCarly.com. Holla.